Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Today's show is brought to you by Christmas Miracles. As in, it's a Christmas miracle that we're still doing this nonsense and you're still listening. So thanks. Shout out to Christmas Miracles. My name is Jason. And my name is KJ. And we kick off this episode with our Week in Review. We talk about ugly sweaters and hipsters and trend trains and holiday cards. And somehow that turns into how we are not going to open our door if you ever come a-knocking. Next up, we'll talk even more about Christmas movies. Yes, I am not even kidding you. As we give some recommendations on some things that are Christmas and some things that are not. And we'll play Do We Have a Guest? We'll wrap it all up with feedback and we'll welcome back Amazon Reviews. Sorta. Yes, Amazon Reviews. One of those two words can truthfully be applied to what we do at the end of this episode. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up in this final week countdown to Christmas? You're going to make me sing two, two uh, episodes in a row here in the beginning? I'm it's trying. final countdown. <laughs> uh, good is up. Yesterday awesome. was ugly sweater day at work. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm drinking coffee. What? <laughs> Yesterday was ugly sweater <laughs> I day. I didn't know I was going to have to respond that quick. What, <laughs> this is like an officially sanctioned thing or is this something you just decided to do? No, it's officially sanctioned. And wow. the staff is to wear ugly sweater. And I guess they vote on it. Um, is it required? Nope. Nope. Oh, okay. But I, I'm, I'm in. I don't... Uh, I'm not, I'm wearing ugly sweater, but not because I'm necessarily, you know, festive or anything. It's just any chance I get to, um, you know, not wear the drab dress code khakis and a black polo, I'm going to go for it. Oh, yes. So, yeah. So, but it was ugly sweater day. You know what these ugly sweaters are. They've really actually gotten big over the last couple of years. Oh, I would like, I would um, call it, what's the word? Um, fad? Um, yes, it's definitely been a fad, but these sweaters cheesy. have been around um, for years, you know. Oh yeah. um, well, it's become, it's, it's, it's very hipster to me now. It has turned into hipster. And some people, our workplace called it ugly sweater. But, you know, some people just, the sweater is, some people like the sweater. So now it's called festive sweater some places because we don't want to, mm. we don't want to. Uh, insult someone oh, who might like okay. the sweater. We don't want to hurt the people's opinions that have, um, we don't want to hurt the people's feelings that have bad opinions on clothing and style. Exactly. Okay. But, well, I think you know, though, that I work at a nursing style home. Style challenged. Yeah, style challenged. That would be me. <laughs> oh, you know I wear the same color clothes every single day. I do for work. It makes it easy. Yes. And one of everything the, goes together. One of the presents that our workplace gave us is everybody gets a sweatshirt with the workplace logo on it. Ooh. I'm fine with that because then I don't have to think about what to wear. So you can wear like sweatshirts. You can wear stuff with like their logo as long as it's as, as, long, long, as, as, that, as long as it has a logo and it's, you know, clothing. You can wear it basically then. I guess, you know, sweatshirts mm-hmm. aren't that professional. I'm surprised it wasn't like a polo, but mm-hmm. 
that's cool though. Uh, yeah, it's a crew neck sweatshirt. So, which, well, I mean, you're in Minnesota. I mean, it's yeah, but uh, I'm in a nursing be home. Part of the winter. Well, I'm not in a nursing home. I work in a nursing home, <laughs> and and they always have the heat turned way up, as because you know. Oh I'll, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's so hot. It, when I was wearing the ugly sweater yesterday, I was so hot. But anyway, with this quote unquote ugly sweater day, festive sweater, festive sweater day. You, you know, you, this is the pre-owned version of of clothes, right? Of Christmas clothes, right? Oh yeah, uh, the Hall of Famer is in charge of festive sweater day at um, the school, mm-hmm. and there there have been numerous trips to Goodwill and yes, that's the place. Those type of places to find these festive sweaters. So yes. we have a whole carton full of them. So I was I able to take the, my pick. Okay. I can hear the air quotes around festive as you say it every time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I get it. Okay. So just, you got to listen to this cause this may, this cracked me up. So, you know, I work okay. in a nursing home, right? Yes. Not li- you don't, you're not in a nursing home. No, I'm not in, in a nursing home. home. I work in a nursing that. home. I'm not a yes. doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> you're on TV. <laughs> So I get there and I'm wearing this sweater and I'm going to see all my patients. And I think on this ugly sweater day, festive sweater, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. I probably got the most compliments I ever had on my outfit ever, including my own <laughs> wedding. From the elderly I mean, I had right? Ethel saying, what a darling sweater you have. <laughs> and then Ingrid, she's like, ooh, look at those buttons. Those buttons make that sweater, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Are are these actual people's names or are you just making those up? Well, I've changed the names to protect them. Okay, that's I was going to say that is like But they're similar names, yes. On the na- hitting the nail on the head for they're, old lady names. They're right definitely there. similar. And then Myrtle, Myrtle. Oh, you're oh, so yes. festive today. I love the snowman. Thank nice. you, Myrtle. Thank you. So what did yours look like? It had a snowman? Snowman and it had these um I might have to tweet a picture out because it had these buttons that Ingrid said made made the sweater. Oh. Buttons that they're festive buttons. I guess they look like I don't know, maybe snowflakes. I don't know. It was, it was appropriately ugly for my taste, but the, <laughs> the ladies liked it. The ladies like it. None of my male I mean, patients commented on the sweater, though. So they don't care. No, they don't care. But that was that was a good day. It was a good day. If people like my sweater, I'm all, I'm fine with that. You can compliment me, even if I'm the intent is this a sweater is gaudy. <laughs> you, so it it was ironic from your point of view that you're wearing it, but they liked it, and so therefore that they sincerely liked it. You actually liked that they sincerely liked it. I absolutely liked that they sincerely. Unironically, liked it. yeah. Unironically, yeah. yeah How about you? Awesome. What is up with you? Um. Nothing. I have just now realized it's like three or four days to Christmas, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I guess I should probably go buy my kids some Christmas presents. So are you doing the Christmas presents, like physical presents? Or, you know, there's a lot more parents nowadays that want to do the experiences, want to give their kids experiences. Like I'm this sorry, year, what? this year, the Hall of Famer and I gave our nieces a, you know, a ticket to Nashville Children's Theater. Then they went to Cinderella, that kind of thing. Experiences versus it's, a physical gift on ramp. I think it's great that you gave them uh, like a ticket to something or something like that, but they're actually calling that experiences. They are calling it experiences. And now it's that I'm not down with. It's become viral. Uh, Michael Wilbon oh said it the other day on TK that he wants his kid to have experiences. I'm out. 
Yeah, I, I'm out. Just why do we have to come up with? Why a do we have to come up with new term names? for everything? Yeah, that's yes. the word experiences. And it's just because people, everybody's so tr- everybody wants to jump on the trend train. <laughs> that's nice. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> I like that alliteration there. Not only did we get the first letter, we got the 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 combination letter there at the beginning. Which one? The trend train. TR. TR. Yeah. Yeah. Trend train. That's where we're at now. I I am I'm disappointed in humanity. Is where I'm really at at this point right now. I am. You know, I I'm not big on Christmas. How we celebrate it anyway. Uh, making yes. such a big deal out of it. Uh, not 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 that Christmas isn't a big deal, but the way that it is celebrated with, you know, lavish presents and, you know, it's a retail holiday now. And I am Absolutely. not really into that part of it as much. I mean, I get my get I get let me say that again. I get Christmas presents for my kids and, you know, enjoy seeing their faces and, and how they, you know, are into it and they love it. So we celebrate it in that respect but the here we go again the marketing around it is just frustrating to me and that that's the part that i don't like and when it has to when everything has to have a label and put in a category and oh it's an experience and Mm -hmm. believe me at one point in the next few years we're going to hear say somebody say are you on the trend train are you riding on the train well i hope so because i'm gonna patent that right now yeah copyright copyright that we're we're officially trademarking that right now. Yep. Trend train TM. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, it's so so. I'm I'm looking forward to Christmas. I'm looking forward to spending time off with my kids out of school. And Jason's wife took off work next week, and we're going to be here. And I'm not doing anything. Well, I got a, like one recording session, but that's it. And we're going to just you know hang around the house and my. Families, my you know extended family's coming over, you know, for a couple of days, and we're just going to hang out and do nothing, and just sit around and whatever we want to do. And that's that's the parts of the holidays that I appreciate. Yeah, it's that's the, the best part. The oversaturation of retail and money, 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 and spend, 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 and this, and I have beat this dead horse underneath the ground, so I'm going to not go any further with that. But you know what I'm saying. Oh, I, I do know what you're saying. I, I never grew up that way um, with lots of presents under the tree. So I don't, I don't really, you know, every year, well, I didn't I'm, either. I didn't I'm not going to name names in my family, but every year there's a limit in our family of uh, mm-hmm. a dollar amount. And the dollar amount hasn't changed over the years. And I'm like, um, can we adjust for inflation? Yes. 20 years later, yeah, this $5 yeah. worth of gift doesn't get you what it did in 1975. Exactly. Yeah. So it's more, it's been more about just trying to find a nice gift and not overdoing it and mm-hmm. just spending time with each other, which is perfect because I think that's the spirit that I'm, yeah. at least I'm looking for. Yeah, my extended family has done a thing in the last, probably since I was, I can remember that starting when I was in high school, so what, you know, 20-something years ago, uh, where they basically said, we're just not going to buy a bunch of presents for, like, cousins and aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews. I mean, if you want to give something, do it, but we're not going to require it, and we would suggest that you don't. We're just going to get together, and if we get together, we're going to hang out and just eat and, and 
have a good time spending time with each other. Don't feel like, oh, I have to go get the presents for them. I have to get a present for this these people. And this mm-hmm. person yeah. that I see, you know, every three years, I have to get a present to send to them. And I'll be honest with you, we don't even send Christmas cards anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's that's... not that we don't like people and it's not that we, you know, don't appreciate getting the cards. It's just like it's I don't like the thought of the pressure of society saying you have to do all this because it's part of the holiday and you're not a good human being if you don't do all this. I'm like, no, don't feel pressured. Give a gift. A gift should be because you want to give it to someone, not yeah. because you feel like you are you know, supposed to give it to them. And the other person receiving the gift should not feel entitled to receiving the gift. Absolutely. And you shouldn't feel just because someone gave you a gift that you have to give a gift in return, basically, no. or the vice versa. No, and here's you the give thing. a gift because you want to. Yep, well, we've we've talked about yeah. this for birthdays, right? Is it birthdays? Yes, so we've absolutely. Talked about? I think so. Same I mean, thing. We might have talked about it last Christmas. You know, we have we might memories. have. Yep, yeah. I'm with you. I, I think it's I think it's great to just be with each other. Yes, and here's the thing. I think we've talked about this before. The the everybody has a different way that they interpret love. It's the five love languages things that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. which I think is very real and very. People have different ways of showing and receiving attention and love and gift giving. If you if there's somebody in your family that receiving gifts is the their main thing, like my son is gifts. So try to give him stuff to show every time to show him, you know, hey, we appreciate you because to a person who gift giving is their main way that they interpret and their personality toward, you know, does this person care about me or not? If you don't give them a gift, they feel rejected. Oh, sure. But if yep. you so so I try to read into that. And like for me, gift is like the very bottom for me. It's like the least one. Uh huh. So I try to tell people, don't give me stuff. I, I don't need you to give me stuff. I need you to, you know, say, hey, I appreciate you. I don't need you to give me something. I mean, it's nice and it's a nice gesture. And I don't want to squelch people that who are giving gifts to show that they appreciate so I don't so I don't want to I don't want to you know be rude and say, no, I, I'm mad at you for giving me something. No, if your thing is I like to give gifts, then I certainly will receive the gift. But don't expect me to give something back to you because that is not my thing at all. Mine is more uh, acts of service and paying and attention and time and stuff like that. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yeah. And, and but it can be tricky when you're getting involved in the holiday. Oh, and if someone Especially is Especially with the a, extended family. Absolutely. And if someone is a gift giver and. Mm-hmm. And it's been decided that you're going to do a certain limit or whatever, certain dollar limit or whatever you're, and and there's always one person that gives to everybody, oh, yeah. and then way overboard. Which, if they're a gift giver, that's that's great. But there's also a certain amount of guilt that you're talking about that you shouldn't have to have on Christmas. Like, well, I didn't do that. Maybe I should be doing that. Um, I don't have that guilt. Right, but I that's that what gene. I mean. That's the pressure. That but I know comes a lot of people do. That. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Jason's wife is is said. You know, you, you know, all these people are doing this. We need to do this because it's the right. It's you know, it's it's appropriate socially. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. That w- let's we don't want to kill ourselves stressing out over this stuff when honestly, most other people are. Here's the weird thing to me: is most people would rather give you a gift and feel like. They've done more for you than you've done for them so that they don't have so that they can alleviate their guilt that way towards feeling bad towards you than have you give them something. Does that make sense? That was kind of um, weird what I said. Repeat right there. that. <laughs> Most people I feel like would rather 
feel like you are indebted to them rather they are indebted to you. I think that's a natural human thing of they would rather give you a gift and not get one back than you give them a gift and they, they not give one back to you. Yes, but they may. I, th- I agree that, that that people don't want to feel indebted, but uh, but maybe they maybe they're giving a gift not just to feel. Um, yeah, it's totally. Yeah. I guess superior that they've given the gift and the other person hasn't. Yeah, they may just really enjoy giving gifts. They just really enjoy giving mm-hmm. gifts, but they don't they don't think of it as I gave that person a gift and they didn't give me one in return, so I'm mad. Right. And I think that is the true gift givers right. personality is they're going to give and they don't expect anything in return. Right. And I think that's awesome. I feel like we get that confused with people who aren't really gift givers, but they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to do this. Or they are trying to get in, into the, yeah, I'm going to hold, I'm going to have, you know, the upper hand on you because I'm going to give you something and you're going to feel guilty for not giving me something back. It's those surprise gift givers that are in that, that, that kind of ruin it for the actual true gift givers, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm sure there, there are, I'm sure there are people like that too. Yep. Cause you oh, can't. I know some people like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know people who are. Like, will show up and just like, hey, I just thought about you and I want to give you this. And it is 100% you can see right through it and realize, oh, they are they are trying to get the upper hand in this relationship. Or they're trying to make me feel guilty. Or they want to feel better about themselves or making other people feel bad because they gave me something super expensive or super, you know, elaborate. Mm-hmm. And with no chance of me reciprocating that whatsoever because you know it's too expensive or it's too you know you know it's too niche or niche niche uh i think we had that word once niche is how i I say it niche okay it's too niche where like they got you like the first edition of some you know you know you know vinyl album from you know the 60s (laughs) yeah uh, that's this famous thing that costs you know thousands of dollars or it's super hard to find and and they know that you know maybe you're new into collecting vinyl records and playing them on your turntable. So, yeah. I, I mean, am we know I going to be getting like that, right? a vinyl in the mail no, from no, 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 the Hughes no. family? No, let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> you may be receiving something from us, <laughs> and when it says from us, it is from Jason's wife. Okay. If there's anything at all, because I am not a gift giver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 here's the other thing, please. Don't ever feel bad if you send me something and I don't send you anything in return. I hope you don't think that is because I don't care. And I, and I mean you and anybody else that sends me stuff. If I don't send you anything back, it's not because I don't care. It's just it's not my thing. Yes. I do it. And in other I, ways. that's the I think that is the better way. I mean, I'd rather have things like that where there's no underlying. Absolutely. You know, it's just I want to give you a gift. I like you, and I'm talking about whoever I'm giving a gift to. But I do right. like you, Jason. But I'm just saying, whoever I'm giving a gift to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get you. We're talking. Uh, we're talking you in, in the specific yes. and in the general, both. Yeah, it's As, not because that I I'm part. We're part of the general. Yeah, right. I just want to give you a gift because hey, you're kind of cool. I like you. Yeah, and this is a way of showing my appreciation, and I yeah. may do it in a different way, other than I bought you something and sent sent it to your house. Yes. Or brought it to your house. That's we have. We have beat the horse dead. Is that how it goes? Yes. Beat the horse dead. Beat the dead horse. Beat the. Yeah, we we probably shouldn't get into beating horses too much. Okay, yeah, we're gonna get in not. trouble. Yeah, Peta will come around. So, um, are do you send Christmas cards and that kind of stuff? No, we sing spring. We sing. We send spring cards. <laughs> 
Okay. Holiday Christmas holiday cards are too. It's too much. It's too busy during that time, and so I agree. we do it in the spring. But I did I like get that. some holiday cards. Ooh. And I yeah, love getting them. holiday cards. They are kind of interesting. Um. I I guess I I love getting holiday cards, but I do prefer the cards that have the whole family and not just the kids. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love your kids, everybody who sends me cards. But but for the most people I get the cards from, I haven't seen them in a long time. I want to see the parents, too. Right. So anyway. It's, but that, it's not that you don't. It's not that you dislike the kids. It's that you want you care about the rest of the family, too. Well, sure. The rest of the family I knew before the kids. These are the yeah. people that I make, you know, that I have been friends with or family with forever. Family. Forever. So honestly, you don't even really know the kids. You don't really care about the kids. No, I care about the kids. I want to see it be, both. Let it, be, let it be said that KJ officially does not care about the kids. <laughs> she does not do it for the children. I do not do it for the children. I do love the kids, but I just want a picture of the parents, too. And this year, Absolutely. I'm happy that I don't think I've really gotten any with just the kids, but I have in the past. Yeah, that's a big Facebook thing, too, I think, which I mean, a lot of times Facebook or like in social media, which we've I'm sure we'll talk about in the feedback because we got some feedback on my rants on Facebook and why people use Facebook and stuff, which I want to clarify anyway. But um, the fact that um, most people post just pictures of their kids everywhere is I mean, I think that's more and more common now in the social media age than it ever was because now uh, used to be you said you said you're getting less with kids now you didn't get any of it or just kids where i feel like now i get more just kids than i did you know 15 years ago 20 years ago oh definitely uh last year for instance was a lot of just kids but the ones that i've received this year so far there's a there's at least there might be one or two that it's just kids but most of them are the parents are in there too which is uh, i feel is more of an anomaly over the last few years, but I'll take it. Yeah. What I've seen lately is more selfies. Oh, yes. Which I, um, I want to say, give somebody a dollar and let them stand there and take a picture with your phone and back up. Yeah. I don't, because I like you. Um, back up. But um, back up from the camera. I don't need to open the Christmas card and be terrified because you're, Face in the picture is the same size as your life size head coming out of the envelope and where I feel like I have to push my arm out, you know, at arm's length as far as I can, just so I can see and focus on what the who it is in the card, because you've gotten the the phone, you know, as far as you can reach from your face when you're taking the selfie and Uh you're trying to fit usually three or four people, you know, because it's usually a whole family in there at minimum three people at a minimum two people for Christmas card. And so you're. You're taking this selfie. Just, <laughs> I don't need your face that big in my face, you know, on a so Christmas card. don't send pictures of your it's kids. scary. And don't take selfies. Well, if you're going to take a selfie, get, uh, this is the only time I'm ever going to say this, and this will come out of my mouth. Get a selfie stick. <laughs> or or tape it to a broom handle. <laughs> okay. Get it away from your face, or put it on a stand, and or better yet, get somebody who has who knows how to press a button on your phone because the I mean basically now everybody's taking selfies with phones. Nobody's taking a selfie with a regular camera, so anybody can sit there and press the button on the phone. Just hand it to a stranger that walks. Well, don't hand your phone to a stranger, yeah. but hand it to somebody you know and get them to back you know five feet away and take the picture. You can still crop it to where it's you know 
shoulders up if you want to or waist up or <laughs> whatever you want to do. But your face that big in the camera, I don't. I've seen several of those this year, and it's like literally I opened the envelope and took the card out, and it like <laughs> made me – I like – my reaction – I mean, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm backing up. It's like I jump back like my head just goes back like, whoa, this is too close. This is too much of you in my face – your face in my face right away. You know, it's just too much. So um, you you do expect to receive selfies on the, the Twitter now, oh, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just glad that – uh, I, I probably should. I hesitate to say this. We may have to cut this out, but um, I'm fine with people sending selfies on Twitter. That's fine. That's because at least then it's on a computer screen. It's smaller. It's like when it's a like yeah. a four by six card yeah. and I'm pulling out and your entire face takes up the entire card and it's too close. Too okay. Close. I've never seen anybody send a card with the entire face taking up the card. I've seen several this year with the it's like the four members of the family. Uh huh. Two, the two parents and the two kids and the, their four faces. Have you ever seen uh, the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody video? Yes. At the beginning oh, yeah. where they're, yeah. it's like that, but that's the entire screen. Okay. And it's like too much. It's too much face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's kind of like when you see somebody on FaceTime on your phone and you turn it, like if you're looking at it like horizontal and you flip it and it's like, then it just like takes over the entire screen or mm -hmm. if like you accidentally hit yours and it's like brings your camera up full screen. It's just like you, you, your natural reaction is just like, just move your head back from it because you're like, this is too much. Yeah. Too I, much face yeah, in my face. Definitely. So, too much face in my face. What I was going to say before about uh, what I'm glad didn't happen when we talked about, we talked like six months ago, we talked about pictures of feet, somebody said. And so we didn't get a bunch. Somebody said, so I think you said at that time, now you know we're going to get a bunch of those. And we didn't. So I'm thankful for that. So I'm hoping we don't get a bunch of pictures of faces, but that's better than feet. Yeah. I don't remember talking about that feet. I don't remember oh, that. Yes. I was I was nervous for two weeks after that that we were going to get a bunch of pictures of feet tweeted at us. Which <laughs> that is thankfully nobody did that. That's the way to get blocked <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, yeah, um, there was one holiday card mm -hmm. that the on the closing. So they they wrote a little paragraph of what they've been up to for the year, which I really like. But anyway, they wrote they the last closing line said this. We love having unexpected guests join us for dinner. Stop by any time. What? Whoa! What? <laughs> what? First no. Off, I didn't, no. First off, I didn't think anybody actually felt that way. That's Certainly exactly not enough to point. broadcast it out there. Yes. And wow. so this, this person lives very close to us. So the Hall of Famer and I last night said, well, why don't we just pop on over there? We don't have any Absolutely. food in the fridge. There you go. <laughs> It's like better than a restaurant. I, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like I'm just not the person that enjoys unexpected guests. Oh, I don't enjoy guests and <laughs> unexpected guests. I'm not going to the door. If you know, if you have my phone number and you come knock on my door, I'm not going to the door. If I see it's you, if I know you and see it's you and you're knocking on my door and I know you have my phone number and don't call me, I am not going to the door because you know what? If you really wanted to, to talk to me, even if you needed something. You call me on your phone. I mean, I look out the window, you know, from the second floor and I'm like spying down there saying, OK, are they bleeding? You know, are they about to have a heart attack? You know, are they OK? I'm not going to the door. So I'm certainly not going to go to unexpected pop ins. No, I know. I, I do not answer the door if I don't know who it is. I don't answer the door if I know who it is, is what I'm trying to tell you. But if you know who it is and they're expected, you answer the door. 
sometimes. You're saying if they call you ahead of time, you know they're coming, you'll answer the door. Oh, yeah, if door. I know they're coming, of course right. I answer the door. But if it's like my neighbors sometimes will just show up and knock on the front door. I, yeah, I I'm not hate going to the door. That. I'm not. I I'm hate sorry. it. I hate it. Unless you're out there screaming because zombies are chasing yeah. you, I am not opening the door. I know. Call me on the phone. Text me. I have a. You have my phone number. I guess it makes me a terrible person, but I cannot. I don't do well with that. So I read that line, and I. I don't know. I almost. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Who does feel, that? Yeah, I would feel uncomfortable being the person going to their house to just uh, yeah, show up. Yeah. That because I would be thinking the entire time. This person doesn't want me here. What? But they do. Are, are they trying to like lure you in to no. like murder you in their basement? What? No, they're fantastic people. On? I love these people. They're great people. Oh yeah, they're they're. But, they were just normal people. I never yeah. would have thought anything until they found four hundred <laughs> bodies in their freezer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's every serial killer. But I couldn't believe it because that's just so much against who I am. Um, I don't like unexpected guests. In fact, it makes me mad when people show up with a, how dare they decide they can just come up to my house without asking. <laughs> who do you think you are? Yes. <laughs> now, I, wow. will, I will clarify that, that maybe I'm not, I might be the only one in this household that feels that way, but that's just who I am. Oh, I guarantee you everybody in my house feels that way. And everybody that I've talked to about this before, about you know, don't show up. I've had people tell me before, hey, let's get together, blah, blah, blah. Don't show up unexpectedly to my house. That's I've heard somebody say that to me in a conversation before. So I think the majority of people will agree with us that people just showing up, especially to like if they're dropping something off or they need to borrow something. I mean, my neighbors have come over before and like I've been out in the garage or like I've been they've seen me walk by the window and I have to answer the door. And so I answer the door and they're like, hey, can I borrow this or can, you know, what do you think about this? Or, you know, you know, somebody left your mail in my mailbox or did you get did you get your mail in my mailbox in mm-hmm. your mail, my mailbox yeah. in your mail? Because that happens all the time. We've talked about that. But that's totally fine. But to say, hey, I decided to show up at dinner time because I'm hungry. What food do you have to eat? I know. I just that is very outside my range of logical thought. <laughs> I don't I understand know. that. Yeah. yeah. That's what my, that's, so they included pictures of the whole family. It was a beautiful card, but that last line was like, whoa. That's the, that's the, that's the M. Night Shyamalan shocker right there. That's the twist. Yes. That's a horror movie. (laughs) Good for them, but I'm not writing that anywhere. Oh, no. Do not show up at my house uninvited or unexpected. Are you going to go over to their house for dinner one night? Just show up? No, not, not unless it's planned. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a, because, you know, was this like a handwritten personal letter to you guys or was this like no, in no. like a printed? No, no. This was to printed, <laughs> printed to everybody on their list. So do you have to have this card? Is it like you knock on, you give the yeah. secret knock and they open the like little slide and mail slot in the door that's eye level and they're like, what's the password? And you have to read, yeah. you have to show your invitation. It's like, you know, John Wick going to the, what's that place he went to, the Assassin's Headquarters thing. Well, I didn't see I John Wick, but. Oh, wait a minute. What? Nope. You have an action movie backlog that you need yes. to watch. Yes, I do. John Wick yeah. is on the, on the list. Yeah, and John Wick 2 is on HBO right now, by the way. Well, I'm not going to see 2 before 1. I was going to say you need to see 1. 1 okay. is better, I think. But it's 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 all him just killing a bunch of people. It's it's Neo going Matrix on a bunch of people is all it is. Yeah, so I probably don't need to see it. Um, the first one is worth seeing. Okay. Well, I'll put that on the backlog. I still got to get to Die Hard again. That's on my list for this Ooh. holiday season. Yeah, that's definitely better. I that's I like it better anyway. 
got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. Okay, I do have a recommendation this week. And it's, wait for it, season four of The Ranch. No, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Crickets. Anybody there? I'm not even going to entertain that. <laughs> um, nope. I think Luke Overby on Twitter said there's four seasons of the <laughs> Which ranch. was my exact thought of there's more than one season. Yeah. So no, 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 no. It's way better, way highly superior to the ranch. But um, I guess the only thing they have in common is it's a TV show. um this one's on On amazon oh it's not even on okay no the ranch is on netflix but this one's on amazon and it's Mm -hmm. called the marvelous mrs mazel have you heard of this absolutely i've heard of this um marvelous is right oh my gosh i love this show oh cool it's very good did you see it oh no no you need to see it i'm gonna watch it it's on my list i am uh, because i like what's her face the tenant i don't know her name rachel something um, um, Rachel, I think Brosnahan, Brosnahan, maybe. Yeah, it's it's what's her face from House of Cards. Right. Yes, House mm-hmm. of Cards. This is a completely different role. And, <laughs> yeah, I, but I mean, I can tell just from the preview. She's just fantastic in in this, and mm-hmm. it's one of those shows that we we could not help but binge because we loved it oh, so cool. much. But at the same time, we didn't really want to binge it because we didn't want it to end. One of these shows. Oh wow! So. It, it kind of just checks all the boxes for me. It's a period drama, which I love. Uh, I think nope. in late 50s. Mm-hmm. Great cast, like you mentioned, Rachel, what's her name? Yep. Um, great acting, great writing, funny and witty writing. I guess the writers are also the writers of the Gilmore Girls, which I've never really watched much of the Gilmore Girls, so I can't. You're making me want to watch this show less. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until yesterday. I looked okay. at, I looked up this. I wanted to make sure I got the name of the, um, uh, not the name, the year. 1958 is when it is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they said that the writer was a Gilmore girl, creator or writer. But anyway. And what's her name from uh, Mad TV? Uh, family Guy is in it, right? Yeah. Um, Alex, Alex something. Borstein. Yeah, Alex Borstein. Mm-hmm. But I don't know her from those. I know her from a little show on HBO that I really love called Getting On. I've never even heard of that. It's it's a it's a British no, I'm not it's not a British comedy. Why did I think that? Because <laughs> it sounds like a British phrase. Thank you. It, getting on. Shall we be getting mm-hmm. on? Um Yeah. Yes, we should. It, no, this the, getting on is a a comedy, HBO comedy about basically a nursing home or a, a hospital setting and just all the um, screw ups that the hospitals make. It, I've, I've never even heard of this. Really? I love it's a really cute show. And I think that I think okay. it's over, though. I don't think they I think they only had a couple seasons. And oh. um, the lead actress in that show is, uh, oh, come on. What's her name? The lady from Roseanne, the sister, the really good actress, the sister on Roseanne, Jackie, the um, not Roseanne Barr, but whoever plays her sister. Do you know who I'm talking about? Jackie Barr. No. I know who you're talking about. I don't know her name. She's, I have no idea what her name she's is. She's a really good actress. And anyway, she's in that. I can picture. I know what you're saying. I know who you're saying. So this Alex Borstein, did you say? Yes. She's in Getting On. And I 
That's how I know her. And she's fantastic. Making the show up. I've never heard of this. No, it's called Getting On. You need to look it up at least. I mean, affirmation because I'm right on this. Um, (laughs) It's a really cute show. I mean, especially maybe I like it because I work in that field. Um, It's basically rips on all the hospitals and stuff. And oh, okay. Um, but it's a, co- I mean, anybody could watch it. It doesn't, you don't have to have any healthcare knowledge, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> okay. But she is fantastic in this, in this role. In that show? In Getting On? And in, in Getting On, but also in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's fantastic. Oh, cool. So you know what the show's about? Yes. I've seen the preview. Okay. Well. I know, I know from as much as from the preview as, you know, that's, that's all I know though. So you're going to watch it. I don't know where it goes it. or anything happens. Uh, probably. I think you should make. I plan to. Okay. That's all I can say. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows what tomorrow brings? <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm gonna. I gotta watch uh, the fourth season of Halt and Catch Fire first. Yes, I'm. I'm on that right now. Which just came out on Netflix like a week or two ago. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that I hadn't have a chance. I hadn't had a chance to get to yet, but I want to watch that. Um, I've seen the first episode of that one. I don't like to get into like too many series at once. So you don't mix them up? I try not to. I try to keep them separated, you know, like food on a plate. Yes. So I don't want to start anything else new right now uh, until I finish watching Halt and Catch Fire because I know that show, I know that's the last season of that show and I wrap that up and I can forget about it, you know, forever Mm -hmm. and move on. Well, this show will, will have a season two. Cool. And you know who else is in this show? Is the whoever plays Midge's dad, Midge Midge Maisel, the main character? He mm. was the guy from Monk, which I didn't really watch. Monk, Tony Shalhoub. Yes, he is really good in this. I mean, he's fantastic in this. I never watched Monk, but I remember him when he on Wings. I don't know. With um, <laughs> we talked about this before. Wings. I feel like at one point we had a, like this this tangent, this ridiculous tangent about Wings, the TV show. We you might know what, have. You know what yeah. About. yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I know I used to watch Wings, but I don't remember <laughs> because we were we were trying to name the guy from Wings. Yeah. And it was like Tim. What's his face? Tim. I got it wrong. <laughs> Those who don't surprise, learn from surprise. history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the guy from Monk and maybe mm-hmm. Wings is in this. Yes, one. he was in Wings, and yes. he's. Fantastic as well. I mean, the the cast is great. It's a period drama. It's Upper West Side, New York City. It's it's fabulous. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm sad it's over already. And a bonus. Okay. You know that I'm an Amazon VIP. Um, yes. And this show was one that I got to screen as a VIP. Ooh. And it was probably So you could say you greenlit. You're like a executive producer on this show. Absolutely. I'm taking personal Assistant. I'm taking yeah. personal responsibility for the success of this show. No, that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. So yeah, about I don't know six to eight months ago, they Amazon emailed and said, "Watch this pilot and vote on whether or not you want this show to be made." And um, I think you pretty much know what my vote was. No. My vote was yes, please make this. That's mm. how much I loved it. I'm that I voted I, for it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it in spite of it being a period drama in 1958 New York. Mm-hmm. In spite of. In spite of. And I know it's just like every other show. Not everyone's going to like it. But with this one, if you don't like it, you're just plain wrong. 
I just have to say well, I've, that. Ar- I've already heard some people say I've already not heard. I've already read where some people on Twitter do not like it. Yeah, well, that's they're wrong. It's really good. <laughs> but I um so I tried to watch Mindhunter, by the way. You tried to watch Mindhunter? Mindhunter is mm-hmm. not as good as Mrs. Maisel, in my opinion. Uh, Mindhunter is terrible. How many episodes did you stick with? One. Because it was so bad, I didn't want to watch it anymore. Yeah, well, it's, I tried to tell you. That actor is not good. It's super boring. I, I literally fell asleep watching this show, and I never do that. I tried to tell you that mine, you have, you have to get past the first couple episodes before it gets good. That is a terrible way to do a TV show. I understand. And Mrs. Maisel is not that way. The pilot gets you right away. Okay. Uh, here, here's the thing. That guy, I think, in Mindhunter is miscast. I agree. You're talking Unless about they the are younger going guy? for we want to put you to yes the main guy yeah. they want to put you to sleep boring it's too it's too slow it's too it's I very am into slow. yeah I am into the you know because uh, it's about serial killers right yes I mean that's where it goes it's that's what I got from the first episode it is I am into like the psychology of that and how and this show should be made tailor made for me I mean it I mean. <laughs> What I'm, what I what Stop I mean by over that is anytime. Yeah. What I mean by that is this show, if you describe this show to me, I would say that is being tailor made for me. So it should, you know, really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And it is the opposite. So it is like they have taken, you know, what's your favorite food and made it somehow inexplicably awful. So it is it is in, I don't it was a feat of, you know, supernatural, you know, genius that they have made a show about the psychology of serial killers from the 70s not appeal to me. Yeah. So they have gone they have it's it's a it's a great achievement in making a TV show. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but how did they do that? It's so boring. It's so bad. I agree that the lead character is probably miscast. Did he like have pictures of somebody at the studio or like have some, you know, gossip on somebody? It is it's so bad. He's so bad. And I I can't tell if it's directing because here's the thing. When I'm watching a TV show or movie and it's like one actor is not a good actor or it's like you can see the seams when you like look at it and go, he's acting right there. That's when it's bad. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So. It's hard for me to determine if it's the actor or the director, though, when it's multiple characters. Like if it's everybody and the whole thing doesn't work and it doesn't flow, it's usually the director mm-hmm. of the thing or the or the writing. This he's bad, but there's like one guy that's really good in it. I, I like the like um, I don't like him, but I like the performance of the older guy that's like going with him. Yeah, I like him, too. Well, I, but, I like his performance, which makes me think it's the other actor that's bad, but then there's some other performances in there that I'm like, they're like super flat or like boring. I'm like, did the guy direct it like this? Was this the choice they made? This is not good. (laughs) It's so I, I, but I heard so many people like, this is great. This is a great show. And I'm like, this is terrible. (laughs) Well, I liked it, but I found it more interesting. It was more interesting to me. It wasn't like I'm raving about the, the cast or the performances like I am, with Mrs. Maisel, I'm mm-hmm. Mrs. Maisel. I'm raving about all of it, the whole package. Cool. Mindhunter, need you need to you need to be prepared for some boredom in the beginning. It takes a while to get going. 
it's like a good book where sometimes you got to stick with the first 80 to 100 pages until you until it starts to open up. And I, Are you kidding me? I understand that that doesn't appeal to you. You want it from the beginning, but they don't always work that way. It can and you're be the good type of without person that boring. gets out early. That's all right. You don't have to stick with it. But it, it, but it can be good without being boring. Yes. Well, I found it, it good. With it. I didn't find it boring. I did find it slow. And I did find the first ep- couple episodes like, I don't know, let's let's maybe try another one. But it wasn't until episode three that I was like, okay, yep, now I want to see where this goes. Yeah, there's too much TV out there available to us right now. And maybe that's part of the problem. Is yep. This this could have worked literally in the 70s yes. when you have three channels and like oh, yeah. one show yep. on at a time. That in this age of television and streaming services, you cannot come out of the gate with a clunker like that and expect people to watch your show. No, you're right. It, there are too many choices. So, And people want that right away. They want it to be good. It can be slow. It can be slow. It can be well, like deliberately paced. Like Fargo is slow. Yes. But is it's great. It is great. The third it's one. It's like a quick. The final one. I haven't watched the third season yet. Don't say anything. Okay. You can say it's good or bad, but don't don't tell me. I don't know anything about it. I haven't watched it yet. I would say it's good, but um, mm-hmm. a little bit slower than I would have liked compared to the other. I like deliberate pace and I like slow. Like I like a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies where they could go for 20 minutes and they're just sitting there, sitting there talking and nothing is really happening, but it's interesting. Yeah. Mindhunter. I, I guess it's just not good. <laughs> That's what I've come you're, to trying to say. You're hung up. Yeah. It, it's t- the, the acting isn't good enough. The directing or something is mm-hmm. bothering you enough that you're like, I'm not continuing with this. Mm-mm. Yeah. I will not go back to that. And um, I'm okay with mediocre, so I just kept watching it. <laughs> See, I can't. Yeah. There's too much good stuff out there to tolerate mediocre. Oh, that's how you feel about Ozark, too, which I thought was pretty good. Pretty interesting. It's also mediocre. Yeah. And, and you guess, said on terrible. Twitter. When I say terrible, More Nozark. like Nozark, which yeah. I appreciate as a pun. I wish I, I wish I could get my time back from watching that thing. Because, yeah. see, that one well, started out kind of interesting. Hunter. Okay. See, Ozark started out kind of interesting. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see where this goes. And I was like, okay, this is going to pay off because people say they like it and it's great and are like raving about it. And I'm like, is Jason Bateman going to get any better in this? <laughs> it, it's not a good role for him, I don't think. And I see where they were going with it. It's just, you, for people who have watched Breaking Bad, then you can't put this show out there and expect them to go, it's great. Yeah. Is my opinion. Yep. And, and it just it just gets too much compared to that too much. You can't it's it's too much of a knockoff and a bad poor man's version of that for me to say it's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I would definitely agree that it's be- way below Breaking Bad, but it's still entertaining. And, and my expectations aren't that high for these shows. I was with you on entertaining until they started getting to some of these other plot lines and some of the stuff they were doing that I was like, this is not where this is going, is it? And then the... Yeah, the baptism. Then they then they didn't have the guts to do some of the yeah. stuff that they should have done. Yeah. I would have been like, I would have changed my tune on it if they would have been, if they would have gone through with some of the stuff. It's just, it's like, I don't think that's a good show. Mediocre is a good word. I say yeah. terrible because anything that's not good is terrible. Well, then I mean, that's the culture we live in. It's either it's, good it's or binary, yeah. it's black or white. It's, well, don't finish Mindhunter then because you're probably you're, you're already stained on it. You're like, no, I'm not watching Mindhunter. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm out. One little um, issue I had with Mrs. Maisel 
Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. They used, a couple of times, they used the, the line yada, 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 which I'm pretty sure wasn't around in 1958. Mm. I could be wrong, but it, it felt like poor writing right there. I'm not a historical linguist, so I wouldn't know. But yeah, that seems... I mean, I thought it was Seinfeld invented it, but uh, I was no, 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 I no, no, was no. I I was informed by our resident pedantic jerk that that is not correct. No, Seinfeld um, popularized popularized it more in the culture as a joke. Were they yeah. are they using it in 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 that show as a joke or is it? They're using it as yada yada yada, like blah blah blah. No, I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure. I bet that was around in the fifties. Okay, well, that makes me feel better because it's such a good show that I don't know why they would make such a glaring mistake like that. My guess is that came out of New York, the yeah. New York area in the 50s would be my I guess. I could see that. Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, speaking of movies, TV, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talked about our top three Christmas movies last week. Yes. And since then, I've watched two of those movies. One mm-hmm. that you recommended. Okay. But... Before I get to that, we did get feedback from from folks about yes, their favorite did. Christmas movies. <laughs> and some people Like I said in the episode, <laughs> this is going to infuriate. This is guaranteed to infuriate yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody. Yeah. Some people sent us their top threes, like Adam Benson. Oh, cool. He said It's a Wonderful Light, Muppets Christmas Carol, and Home Alone. Yeah, that's totally totally fine. <laughs> that's a good top three Christmas movies. That's probably much more traditional than anything we did. Yeah, and It's a Wonderful Life was mentioned a few times. Todd Takei mm-hmm. at first was mad because nobody mentioned it, but then he got some backing. John Miller. Yeah. Michelle Miller called us out, said, both of you haven't seen White, I think it was It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas. Um, John Miller also said Scrooged. Or Scrooge or Scrooged? What is it? I think it's Scrooged. Um, is the Bill Murray one. Mary F- we also got, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Mary Faye Randolph. What do you mean you don't like White Christmas? Tyler Harper. I don't know if we've heard from a Tyler Harper yet on Facebook. Also said, what are you doing? White White Christmas. That's the best movie. So a lot of people behind White Christmas. Yeah. And I think what happened is we got into, um, Mary Faye and I went back and forth on this. And which is both viewpoints are valid. Yes. People that like musicals and like big Hollywood, old school Hollywood um, production entertainment are going to like stuff like White Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I, that is not me. So, and people who don't like that stuff, people who like action movies and, you know, are not going to get into something that has a musical number in the middle just because it's, oh, we need to add something in here or this is the way we did it in the 50s. Yeah. I, I, I can't watch a musical. If it's got a song where the, a character in the movie is singing, the lines like plot yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, and it. and there you're not the only one. Or if there's a play in the movie where it's like this is part of the big and it's like ten minutes of the movie is literally filming this production number that they're doing. I, it's just not. It's not that it's bad. It's just not for me. And so I'm not going to be into those things. I'd rather see you know, um, a guy falling out of a skyscraper because you took his watch off. Yeah, yeah. And then Cool Aunt Claire brought up one that I had not seen i don't think mr magoo's christmas carol have you ever heard of this um no and but she was pretty adamant four words i got four words for you mr magoo's christmas carol um i don't even know know, how to find um, that must be on youtube is right 
I've heard of Mr. Magoo and I've heard people say, you know, Mr. Magoo on the end of sentences for fun, but I don't know exactly who Mr. Magoo is. It's just a cartoon character as far as I know, like I'm guessing probably 50s or 60s. Okay. Animated character that is like can't see stuff and that's the gag is even though he wears giant glasses, he can't see. So Oh, okay. Well, I, I, that's about all I know. I'd probably like I've it. Seen, I've seen some of the cartoons, but I don't remember seeing the Christmas one. I'd probably like the Muppets Christmas a lot. Oh, Muppets Christmas is an actual good movie. Yeah, well, and that was listed a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but Patrick Moffat gave us a, his top three and honorable yeah. mentions. Woohoo! That's so, the only way to do it. Absolutely. So he said Christmas Vacation, vacation Trading Places, mm-hmm. which he yep. says is worthy of a not a Christmas movie argument, and Die Hard. Yes. And... Will, at Aquarium Drinker, said, no trading places, no list. Yeah, and I can, I can, I think I both responded to both of them saying, yep, that was number four on my list and could easily vault into number three. So, so um, oh, his honorable mentions were Scrooge the Ref and Gremlins. Yeah, the Ref, Dennis Leary. I forgot about that one, too. That's a, that's a, it's, I haven't seen that in a while, so there's probably some stuff in there that doesn't, um, Age well, it'd be my guess. I think he even hinted towards that. Prior but, to the spacey news, he says. Yeah, um, but it's, um, I remember liking that movie when I saw it. Isn't that from the like 90s, early 90s? I think so. I, I believe I saw this, but I do not remember it. I saw it, I thought, when I was in college or, or shortly afterward. Um, yeah, it's been a while. And um, I think it's, isn't that the one where he like ties the family up and makes them get along He's like breaks into their house and like he's like becomes their, their their de facto, you know, marriage counselor therapist. I don't know. He's got them tied up and hold, holding them hostages in their house. It Maybe sounds about movie. right. As far I think I remember seeing a picture like a still still screen or screenshot mm-hmm. or whatever of someone tied up and, and Dennis Leary holding a yes. gun on him. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But but yeah, Patrick's list is basically my list. So the the one of the movies I watched was Trading Places. Oh, good. Now you'd seen that before. I had, right? but I had completely forgotten all of it, mm-hmm. which is a little concerning to me. But anyway, <laughs> I found it funny, mm-hmm. and but also just the premise of the movie just utterly ridiculous. It's <laughs> totally ridiculous. The fact yes. that these two old millionaires would throw somebody's <laughs> life like completely upside down, essentially ruin their life, right, for a bet. Yes. And not just a bet, a one dollar bet. Yes, but it's 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 very relevant to today of old rich one percenters. That's right. Doing stuff to enter, you know, to everyone else to torture them to entertain themselves. Yeah, just to be. Yeah, just to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have a dollar. Even if I have a billion dollars, I'd rather myself have another dollar than you be able to eat tomorrow or your kids be able to have health care. I mean, that's that's I'm not saying that as myself. I'm saying that's where we are with some people in this country. And that is ridiculous. Absolutely. And now I'm going to step down off my political soapbox and we can get back to moving. (laughs) But even though it's outlandish and like completely unbelievable. And I, I mean, you can insert any title of a movie and most of them are going to be that way. And again, that's, I like, I'm, I just want to be entertained. I don't care if it's outlandish, yeah. but yeah, and it's, I, I totally go with the, you know, the outlandish print, the, you know, setup on that. So, yeah, I, I really liked it. And, you know, Patrick mentioned that he thought it might fall into the category of not a Christmas movie, but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, they had, I wrote this down when I was watching 
Mm-hmm. They had Christmas. Ooh, taking notes. I was. They had Christmas carols and eggnog. Yep. For me, one, eggnog, one uh, of the biggest sign of the holidays for me is eggnog. <laughs> and wasn't Aykroyd dressed up as like working as like a Santa at one point? Yes. Wasn't that a part of the movie? Yeah. And, and they had, um, it was snowing out. So it was, you know, for me, if it's snowing and cold and there's decorations outside of the buildings and Christmas trees in the buildings, that feels like Christmas to me. So the thing, the John, John Carpenter's The Thing is a Christmas movie to you. I don't. Because it's in Antarctica. <laughs> well, it has, to be, that movie. it has to be decorate, decorations. Oh, okay. And there were well, some people was in there. decorated with blood on the wall. I didn't see The Thing. It's a good horror movie. I don't like horror. And I'm not, I, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not, that's not really my thing either, but it, that's a good one. I can't even get it's myself to watch suspense. Get Out, which I'm, sh- I'm told is a really great movie from this year. I can't that get myself to watch it because I don't like horror. Well, it's. I haven't seen all of it, but it doesn't. It's not like. I've just seen clips on like YouTube that I've watched to say, oh, I I, I think I know what this is about. Let me figure out what this is about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is cool. It's it's not from what I can tell. It's not like gore fest, like chopping people's heads off. I mean, it may be in some parts, but nothing that I've seen or heard about this. It's psychological thriller. Uh, people like say horror movie and it's like stuff gets lumped into horror and horror to me is more Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. If I see the word horror, I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah. Which when is not I think good psychological if you're trying to market would be your a movie. Better, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but some people that is going to draw them in. That's the that's the opposite of us are people who are. Yes. They don't care how terrible they've heard it is. If it's a horror movie, a bunch of people are going to get killed. And I think people are do die and get out. But um, and it's. It's horror in the premise and what the reveal is, is horrible. <laughs> so oh, it's, okay. um, it, but it's very, I think, interesting. And I think you, I think you would like it. Well, maybe I'll have to put it back on my list. I think it's on HBO right now oh. or Amazon. I, Cause I saw it on Amazon the other day and I can't ever tell if it's on prime or if it's on HBO. Cause I don't look that close. Well, I will check it out. Now, back to Trading Places, I had to mention yes. this. I swear, there were some people in there that I didn't know were in there. When um, Eddie Murphy's character got thrown in mm-hmm. jail in the beginning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I swear the dude from Breaking Bad was one of the prisoners in the jail. Um, uh, Jonathan Banks. No, Giancarlo Esposito, the guy oh. that played... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what's the name? What was his about. character in Breaking Bad? I don't know, but I know who you're talking about. He was, I swear that was him. I didn't read the credits or anything, but, and then. Could entirely be him. Jamie Lee Curtis, like I've never seen Jamie Lee Curtis before. Believe me, I absolutely did not forget that she was in the movie. <laughs> well, like I said. I was a yeah. teenager when that movie came out. Yeah. Well, she definitely, yeah. Um, she is 100% all in the movie. She absolutely is. <laughs> and Al Franken was in it. And he was terrible. Oh, I forgot. He was I forgot terrible. Um, speaking of people breaking bad in Eddie Murphy movies from the 80s, um, I did, I had yeah. forgotten until recently that in 48 Hours, Jonathan Banks um, is in, he's like one of the cops at the beginning of 48 Hours. Okay, so that's funny that you said that because I thought you were going for Beverly Hills Cop with Jonathan Banks. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's why I thought he was in trading. That's why I mentioned him when you said Breaking Bad, yeah, because no. he was in a lot of early, early 80s Eddie Murphy movies. He was in. I will always and forever remember him being Jonathan or being the villain 
uh, the number one henchman for Victor yes. Maitland in Beverly Hills yes. Cop. There you go. Um, so you know that movie like I know, um, like uh, Die Hard. Yeah, I do know that movie. Like I know I could win any trivia on Beverly Hills Cop. Um, <laughs> See, that's what we should do. <laughs> we've done that one. That's true. And we the, both did pretty good. The be- before we check out of this area of mm-hmm. movies, etc. The other movie I saw, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, not Chitty Chitty, oh. Kiss Kiss. <laughs> Which, by the way, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, <laughs> not the car that I sat in. I don't also think. Also, does not star Julie Andrews, apparently. Oh, we'll get to that in the feedback for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't know that. I didn't either. And I'm still not I, 100% sure that I believe that. I was right there with you when you said Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. But Kiss Kids, I, I'm surprised I'm going to say this because remember last week when we talked about um, definitions of what a Christmas movie is? Mm hmm. And I said, I don't care. They could have a wreath on the door and I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. It it pushed the limit of a Christmas movie for me. Yeah, sort of. It was, I guess, mostly because it was in L.A. and sunny. You know, I said before that the snow and winter is what makes me think of Christmas and decorations. But there was, but it was some... around it Christmas. It was around Christmas and they did mention it being around Christmas. And I think the, mm-hmm. the Bridget or whoever the character was... She did have a Santa outfit on. <laughs> yes. But it for me, it didn't feel like Christmas in a way that Trading Places did. Oh, no. Um, and Lethal Weapon, I, I got into a discussion with somebody on Twitter about, is it a Christmas movie? And it is, it's much more, Lethal Weapon is the one reason I, is the Shane Black movie I mentioned first, because it's much more Christmas than um, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah. the oh, yeah. reason Lethal that Weapon I... Lethal Weapon is much more Christmas oriented. And I actually went and looked at the thing, the, the last scene on YouTube because I'm like, am I mis- Am I forgetting? I almost said misremember. Am I forgetting, <laughs> you know, what this is really, how this, am I, is it just like, am I inventing in my mind that this is more about Christmas? But no, Lethal Weapon, it starts with a Christmas song. It ends with a Christmas song. The last scene is him going to their house and them inviting him in at Christmas time because he's lonely and he gives them the bullet that is the symbol of him wanting to kill himself because he's so lonely and misses his wife and or family or whatever. And so it is very intricately it it is very interlaced with the, throughout the movie. It, it's it's a hundred percent a Christmas movie. Okay. Well, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I kind of agree with you. It's it's. But I did it, enjoy it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang very much. Yeah, it's a good action movie. Yep. Good, and that's a Shane Black kind of movie. So if you like that one. Um, did you ever see the nice guys? Somebody said to me on Twitter last night that he did. If I when we were talking about Shane Black movies, mm-hmm. if you like, if I like that one, and that's that's when it came out recently. I with, did uh, see Russell that Crow. Ryan Gosling and yeah. Kroll. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, that's kind of Shane Black style. So I, I I'd forgotten about that one. That's yeah, a good one that was too. fun. And I was I was it, because this is recommendations. I'm just going to mm. say no one no one has said. You go, girl, with the Family Stone. So let me just recommend it. If you want a Christmas movie, watch <laughs> the Family Stone, people. And if, if we're recommending movies that are tangentially related to Christmas, I'm going to stretch it here quite a bit and say, I also recommend you see Coming to America, which is on Amazon right now. I think I was. Th- there's another movie that I will win in trivia. Yes, I love that movie, and the reason I bring that up as related to Christmas is because. <laughs> 
Trading Places, the two old guys in that yes. are the two old guys in Coming to America yes, that they are. Eddie Murphy's character drops the money off to and they say, you know, we're back or whatever yep. they say. Right yes, there. they are. So, yeah. And so I was, it's also a Christmas movie. I was reminded too, Eddie Murphy uh, in Trading Places on the train, mm-hmm. he came in and pretended to be a, a, a guy from Africa and he yes. had the outfit on. And yes. it, I mean, he had the same accent as Akeem in Coming to yes. America. So my bet is that they made coming to America. They got the idea to do that from that scene. That could be, but because I, then they put the two trading places guys in the movie yes, because they they're like, oh, yep. let's you know let's 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 do a callback to this and see how many people catch on. Yep, it, I loved it. Uh, but yes. coming to America, there, there there may be a Christmas scene in coming to America. I think you're right. Isn't that is that when they're at their house? Soul Glow is yes. there, and they the the family gets off the couch, and they're like the, the stains. <laughs> you see the imprints, yeah. yes, yeah. And that's when Arsenio Hall gives the and you know he led Moses to the desert. He he led Gilligan off the island. Yeah. <laughs> this cracks me up. Yep. <laughs> I think that might be a Christmas scene. So that's coming a- to America, number five. Actually, that might go to like number three or two for me on Christmas movies. Great movie. Yes. Yep. All these are recommended. All of these. Except for Mindhunter. Or Nozark. Well, you, I mean, you can. I recommend Mindhunter and Ozark, but Mindhunter, I will say three or four episodes, you got to give it. And if you don't want to do that, you don't want to get started with it, probably. And about Nozark, I would say if you watch the first four or five episodes and you're not really like, I got to see where this goes, it's not worth finishing up. All right. Perfect. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, what's up? We hope you're having a restful holiday and listening to this didn't ruin it. If you'd like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, which is a website. You can also reach us on Facebook, and you can send us stuff on Snapchat, but it won't reach us, just to be honest. Thanks. So do we have any additional feedback that I could ask about, that we could talk about, that people have sent us in order for us to read, for them to, again, respond to on our show in our segment that we like to call Feedback? Yes, we do. Awesome. Um, and our feedback segment last week went a little long. Not unlike many other episodes. Is that your feedback on our feedback segment? Yes. Okay. So I accept. We're, we're going to work on keeping it shorter and encouraging mm-hmm. um, people to read the entire conversations and join in on them on social media. Are you trying to blah, 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 blah. Speaking of trying to say, are you trying to say join the conversation? I am in a roundabout way. Yeah. I appreciate you trying to... I appreciate you trying to avoid saying join the conversation yeah. as, you know, we're not fans of that. No, we're not. We're fans of people joining the conversations. We're yes. not fans of We just don't want to call it that. Phraseology, join the conversation. Right. Uh, so we'll start with Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the first tweet is from Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick. And she, she sent this, um, I don't know, is this an advertising tweet, a marketing tweet for us? Are you asking me? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what the tweet is. <laughs> okay. Here it is. This week's episode of Minnesota Nice is brought to you by KJ saying, Idaho, Udaho. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, sort of marketing, I guess, in a way. Yeah. 
It's sort of, you know, promotional consideration paid for yeah. by the following. Uh, so thank you, Idaho. Jen. Are you a hoe? Because <laughs> Idaho. Utaho. Okay. To which Jonathan Conrad at PJ Conrad responded, and I don't think we've we've heard from Jonathan Conrad before, but he replied with one word, hashtag classy. Which word did he reply with? Hashtag classy. That's two words. No, it's it's all run in together. Oh, you mean pound sign classy. Pound sign, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So thank you, Jen and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I agree. Classy, that's what we are, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and regarding the pronunciations, pronounce this, pronounce whatever, from last week. Yes. Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss tweets, while listening to pronunciations, Julie, do they play this every week? Me. <laughs> it's not a game. Nobody wins. <laughs> I love the way you read that. Do they play this every week? Yeah. yeah. Do they play this? It's like it's like a mix of incredulous and uh, I, like disgust, maybe. <laughs> do they really? Is this a thing? Really? <laughs> It, it made me, it made me laugh out loud. Actually, oh, absolutely. LOL. And it is absolutely not a game, and nobody wins. Well, it's kind of a game. We we did tweet that it, it we we do call it playing. Pronounce this. And regarding the elf on the shelf thing, Matthew yes. Vogel at Vogel Matt tweeted, a few years ago, I forgot to move the elf one Sunday night. I convinced my daughter that her elf must like football and wanted to keep that spot to watch the Monday night game. <laughs> now, I, I screwed this up. So my understanding of the elf on the shelf is totally wrong. Okay. So at the end of last week. I cannot wait to hear. Well, at the end of last week's this. podcast, I was talking about how the elf on the shelf. I, I couldn't believe that my parents made me decorate the house and it, just so they didn't have to move the shelf the, the elf around every night and how how could they deprive me of this but then i found out that this whole thing of moving the elf didn't start until like 2007 so that would have been when i was 31 years old yes <laughs> and i thought that this has always been the case and i was just in the dark about it cuz i oh, did this have elf to on the shelf thing yeah is a is a modern invention. It's a m- modern marketing tool. Just to get people to buy the elf. Yes. You know what it is, right? You, well, you now get, you I know, do. They move okay. the elf to different locations every night, and I, I can imagine the kids being excited. Mm, Trying to find the, the shelf, the elf. No, that's not. it's not hide and seek. Well, what is it? The story behind the elf on a shelf as far as I know, and I could be completely wrong about this, but yeah, I mean, come on, let's face it. I mean, how often am I, am I wrong? Is they take the elf and you put it in and it's like the elf is every night, the elf is reporting back to Santa how the mm-hmm. kid is behaving. And so that's why the elf is in a different place when he comes back every time. Okay. So it's kind of, I was, I had it half right. They do move it, the location. Yeah. But it's, he's moves because he's Santa spy. He's a snitch. He needs to get, you know, shanked in the shower. So the kids, so the kids, they are aware of this, but they're still excited about finding the the elf, right? Oh, no. I think kids are terrified of this thing. It's their 
Santa, not only is Santa watching you, he's got his spies in your house watching you. So this is a creepy thing. This is 100% a creepy thing to me. And so I feel I'm like happy. kids should be terrified now, by this. I am now happy that I put the elf on the shelf in one place for Christmas every year and it stayed there. Yeah. There's only one place I'm putting the elf is concrete <laughs> shoes in the bottom of the river is where he belongs. Snitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like the elf. He needs to keep his mouth shut before he loses his tongue is what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't be but, telling on me. But you don't. So I'm saying I'm understanding that you don't do the elf on the no, shelf. No, we don't. We don't do the elf on the shelf. And, and apparently my parents didn't either, but it wasn't a thing then. Well, you. You were ahead of their, they were ahead of, you know, ahead of their time. They had the elf and he just happened to sit on the shelf and they rhyme. So elf and shelf, it's. So it wasn't even called elf on the shelf back then. mm -mm. Well, that's where I put it. I always put it on the book book bookshelf over by overlooking the tree. But see, I had to do it. I had to decorate. What's up with that? Is would this be a bad time to say that um, that's a whole different podcast? Our our Christmas tree has not been decorated yet. No, because some people don't <laughs> do it till Christmas Eve. Yeah, um, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. It's, we wait until Christmas Eve to decorate it because it's not because we've been too busy. It's or not because you really want to do it. Yeah, I understand. I don't even have a Christmas tree, so you're above. You're you're in front of me there. Oh, I wouldn't put it up if it wasn't for our kids, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think some people use the elf as a game and all this stuff, but I, as, as it was explained to me, the way this elf thing started is he's Santa's spy that lives in your house to get a look at you, to try to make kid, your kid behave. He's watching, not only is Santa watching, now it's the physical manifestation of Santa. He's, you know, he's Santa's snitch. And that is... <laughs> He, he sees I, you when I you're sleeping. He knows when he you're knows awake. When you're, that is a creepy song. Isn't it a creepy song? This is The whole creepy. concept is creepy. And I'm like, I just tell my kids, behave or else. And yeah. if they never ask or else. Behave or elf. They don't want to know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, couldn't, I could <laughs> that not. That was good. That I was good, not, actually. I could not resist. <laughs> what I would do, if I was really going to go that far with my kids and, and get this elf involved, is I would like decapitate the elf and like <laughs> stick his head on a stick in the front yard and be like, that's what Santa does to kids who misbehave. Yeah, well, that would be effective, too, in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing is terrorizing your kid into behaving or, by, or trying to convince them he's yeah. watching you. This yeah. elf is. Rep- See, that's what I thought is that the elf goes and goes back to the North Pole and comes back. And the thing and every he every day he leaves and comes back because he's reporting to Santa how the kid behaved that day. But what I'm thinking is, I mean, Santa can fly around the world in one night and deliver presents to everybody. But he didn't have the technology for email or a cell phone text. Mm-hmm. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. So it gets to the situation of it's. Kids have got to figure this stuff out. I mean, yeah. I know kids are dumb, but <laughs> you would think they're going to. I shouldn't say dumb. Kids are not. They're not experienced. They're easily tricked. Yes. And I love playing jokes, practical jokes on my kids, but I can't let it go on for more than like a couple, a couple of days. I have to, you know, I, I break and tell them, you know, I'm just kidding or, you know, I got gotcha. you. And they, they think that's funny. I can't imagine going years of having this elf reporting back to Santa He's watching you, and my kids don't even believe in Santa Claus. So it's, I'm, I am the, I am way outside the Venn diagram of Elf on the Shelf people. So take that for what it's worth. And if 
it works for you and it's great and it makes your kid behave. Hey, I'm I'm all in for that as a parent of trying to make kids behave. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I never I never pegged you as the an elf on the shelf type of guy. No. <laughs> so we have some clarifications first from Bob Walsh at Adidaya, who incidentally sent us a very nice email. So um, yes. thanks for your thoughts on um, a variety of topics, Bob. Yes. I, I, I need to actually respond to that um, in an email form. So, um, but I agree with what he said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, here's his clarification. Mm-hmm. OMG. Two explanations. Explanation, exclamation marks. (laughs) I like explanation points I do too, yeah. Within the space of 45 seconds, Jason confidently misidentifies Bridget Monahan as Michelle Monahan and puts Mm. Julie Andrews in the passenger seat next to Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) It was Sally Ann House. Welcome to Delicious, three exclamation points. (laughs) Nice. That's that's a good touch at the end there too. Yes. Um, so you don't think it's Julie? You still don't know if it's not if it's Julie Andrews. Oh, I totally believe he's right. Sally Ann House. I don't know who Sally Ann House is. I have no idea. And I and still, I still could not don't tell know you who the Bridget difference. Moynihan and Michelle Monahan are. Yeah, the the Monahans kind of run those two last names together. One, I think we got a, another clarification on which is which, though, right? From from, from Sully, Sully yeah. from Boston at Rice Twist. Bridget dated and birthed Brady's first child. Okay. But Are they both actresses, though? I don't know. And who was in the movie? I guess it was... Michelle Monaghan. Monaghan. Yeah, Michelle. So the gal in the movie did not date Brady. Mm-mm. I forgot that Brady had a baby with her, too. I did, too. She's Brady's baby mama. Yes. I, I, I Yeah, this is... We I could, really didn't you know, know it was two different it all people. Up, but. Yeah, this is a Bill Paxton. What's the other guy's name? Um, well, I know who Bill Paxton is, but I don't know where you're going with this. The other actor that I that we confuse him with all the time. That we confused him with? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman get confused all the time. Who's Bill Pullman? He's an actor. What is he? What is he in? Um, one of them was in Independence Day. Um, one of them was in While You Were Sleeping. Oh, that must be Bill Pullman. One of them was in Twister, I think. That's Paxton. One of them was in a bunch of movies. They've been, uh, and, but they get, I'm not saying I confuse them. I'm saying that a lot oh. of people in the general population confuse those two guys. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, because the, the first names are the same, last names are similar. They kind of play the same kind of roles. It's It's a, it's, I thought it was a you know pretty common thing to know that those guys get confused all the time. I didn't. I didn't know that. It's the it, for me. My version of this is Dermot Mulroney. That's Dylan what I was going to go next. I literally yeah. could not tell those get dudes. I could not tell you which is which. Yeah. Um. Not because they look. They don't even really look alike. No, but their but, names are similar. And they have confusing names. Yes. And they have been in like weren't they both in a TV show? Together? That I have no idea. I thought they were both in Grey's Anatomy at some point. Well, I think you're... I don't think either one of them was in Grey's Anatomy. All right. Jen can answer that question. So when she hears this, she can respond. Okay. She, she loves... Her favorite. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, a Shonda Rhyme disciple. 
even after the clarifications, I'm more confused now about who Bridget and Michelle Monahan, Moynihan are. <laughs> yeah, really... So let's move on to. We um, need to have. We need to. That's 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 a good reason for us to someday do a video podcast. Is yeah. we could play a game of who is this person? Yes. <laughs> and show a picture, and then we try to guess. Okay, this <laughs> yeah. is this Bridget or Michelle? That that could be the game. <laughs> Um, cool Aunt Claire has finally come through and answered the question about fluff in the hot chocolate. Yay or ah, nay. Okay. She says, I fell three episodes behind on speaking of tangents and am now just catching up. Sorry to have kept you hanging regarding fluff and hot cocoa, KJ. It wasn't something I ever did. Fluff was actually a rare treat for us, thus only to be used in fluff fur nutters. Oh, okay. So she didn't use it. Very often. So it's it's fancy to put it in the coffee. It's fancy. And Spencer Carter, at Spencer Carter 04, he says, on special occasions, my mom would put fluff in our hot chocolate. I grew up on the coast of Maine, so not even Boston. Oh, okay. So it's a special, yeah, it's a, a fancy. Yeah. New England seems to me like, New England is a very, and this is speaking from an outsider, <laughs> so I'm sure this is going to be wrong. Um, and I remember now what, what I was going to say, what Bob had sent it. He went, and part of his email was, it seemed like I was spreading a wide net of everybody who uses Facebook is this type of person. Uh-huh. Yep. No. that is, <laughs> I am terrible at generalizing. So always understand when I say, you know, everybody, or when I say, if you use Facebook, you're blah, blah, blah. That is me saying the majority of people, not mm-hmm. everybody. So I'm never a universal, you know. Everybody is this way or, or everybody is a different way. I'm always talking about the general or the stereotypical representation of group that represents, you know, the people I'm talking about. Yeah. So I, I will clarify that. I think it was last week when I was talking about, you know, Facebook is this and Facebook is shallow. No, it's this process itself tends to lead people in the direction of being shallow and it is designed that way because mm-hmm. the designers of Facebook have came out and said some of them that used to work there have said it's designed it to be that designed way. that way yeah. yeah so not everybody and there are people like we use Twitter I feel like for promoting and, and having conversations and getting feedback from the show there are people who use Twitter for things that I would not you know ever do and like try to fool and you know troll people and stuff like that so yeah. It's it's the same with Facebook. There are people who are using Facebook for great things, and it's it's like everything in humanity. You yeah. give some somebody something great, and a majority of the people, a lot of the time, are going to use it for nefarious or manipulative purposes, or they're going to fall into the trap that is being programmed by the process to end up in a place that is not necessarily the best use, that's not good for them or not good for anybody that they're communicating with. But there's always a subset of people who are going to circumvent that and get to the part of using it for good yeah i mean it's the i think what you're saying is pretty much there's the the bad apple sometimes yes. spoils the bunch and so yes when we're and speaking in a bad general majority. yeah when yeah. we're speaking in general it maybe comes across as everybody but that's oh not i the totally case. yeah i totally can come across and i he's right i should i should and i just want to clarify whenever i say oh this or like when i talk about marketing there's a ton of people that i know that work in marketing that are great people and that uh-huh. do great things with it and it has good purposeful you know things and helping society and you know and helping people find things that, that are going to help their life or you know or just hey just making money because you know making money is not a bad thing it's the greed and that some people like we've seen recently where the people that can never have enough money and will do anything yeah. to 
crush people who need the money, who that dollar would help. And the rich people are taking it from them and saying, I don't even need this. I just want it. That's the greed part of it. And that's that personality can is found in all different areas and walks and professions of life. And that's whenever I'm ranting about something, it's about that usually hopefully in the minority in terms of number of people, but sometimes in the majority, but never the universal blanket. This applies to everybody because that is not true in any walk of life or anything we're talking about. Except for people that don't like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) So food. What were we talking about? Well, we're going to, we got two remaining tweets about food. Mm Mm-hmm. Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33 says the Twinkie ice cream is terrible. I immediately put it in the trash can, not stand over <laughs> the sink worthy. This makes me feel one. good for not trying the, the Twinkie ice cream. Thank yeah, you. Kim. I think I think I tweeted. Thanks for taking the bullet for us on that one. So now we don't even have to try it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. She, she said something like not all heroes wear, wear capes, capes, which cracked yeah. me up. Yeah. Yeah. And on Facebook, Jeff Turner sent us a link. He said, I saw this and immediately thought of you guys. Oh, cool. And it was um, an Oreo uh, article, whatever. Say hello mm-hmm. to, I guess these were the mystery, not mystery Oreo, but the um, create your own Oreo yeah. Sent out a thing to the people, uh, the the people, and said, "You choose. You create your own Oreo flavor." And these are the top three that they chose. Here's the thing: before we even say them, yes. crowdsourcing your creativity. Mm-hmm. If you have to do that, first off, you're in trouble, <laughs> and secondly, you're going to get some terrible stuff. Yes, but you know what? It's also a good way to get some ideas, and you don't have to do the work. That's lazy. Yeah. All right, here they are. Cherry Cola Oreos. Gross. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm saving comment till the end. Okay. Kettle Corn Oreos and Pina Colada Oreo Thins. Oreo Thins. Am I reading that right? <laughs> yeah, Pina Colada Oreo Thins. Oh, gosh. Which are all coming in May 2018. Terrible. 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 Remember what I just said about, you know, it's never universal in the blanket. <laughs> when yeah. you say bad things or yeah. when I'm ranting about something. Yeah. This is a terrible idea. Yes. This is terrible. And everybody who works at Nabisco who thought this was a good idea should be fired. Cherry cola, cola. Oreos. Yeah. First off, you're combining cherry and cola, which I don't like that to begin with. And I know that's big with people and I can appreciate that they like that. I don't like combining cherry and cola. And then you're going to put an Oreo, put it into Oreos. You're ruining cola and cherry and Oreo by it's a three way combination. Well, you're doing the same thing with kettle corn. You're ruining kettle corn, which I like on its own, yes. but not in an Oreo. It's poly disastrous. It's you've got multiple things <laughs> coming into this that are terrible. We have how many times do we have to say this Oreo. <laughs> Leave the Oreo alone. And, and in fact, Leave the Oreo alone. Stop it. It's double stuff. That is the perfect Oreo. Leave it alone. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. I'll go that far. I, I still prefer the regular Oreo, but but if you want to double stuff, that's fine. I Here's the thing. This is going to make me go to Hydrox. Yeah, well, Hydrox. This is too much. Does Hydrox have a double stuff variety yet? I don't think so. <laughs> yes, it is ridiculous. 
And I, I don't appreciate the which are all coming your way in May 2018. That's like a the end of the world is coming. Well, it kind of is with this. Are we going to make it to 282th May? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so, too. But we can't end on that, you know, that sad thought. So do we have any Amazon reviews? Oh, sort of. Okay. Um, Amazon reviews, uh, review being the loose term in this, um, Amazon being the important part, and just people, what I love the psychology of looking into and reading into why do people feel the need to respond to questions that are asked on Amazon? Oh, believe me, I know. So that that that's actually I like that better than the reviews um looking into this because some of the stuff that people say in these Amazon reviews is like a window into their mind and their soul and it just makes me so intrigued and so curious to know the backstory on how did this person end up getting this product? How did they end up commenting on this here? What, yeah. you know, what, what are the steps that led up to this? What happened to them in their childhood that led to them feeling like the need to answer this question in this way? And so today. Psychoanalysis by Jason. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> this is, so this is, I know we call it Amazon reviews. This should be like Amazon review slash question slash comment yeah. psychoanalysis. Yes. All right. Um, so. I have a lightning round of these are questions, and we've talked about this before, questions where people post a question and then people answer them, and the compulsion that some people feel to answer a question, even though they don't really have the answer Mm -hmm. to the question. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just going to read through a bunch of these real quick as fast as we can get through these because, of course, we're running out of time. Yeah. This is um, what showed up on the Amazing last minute gift ideas before for Christmas. So if mm-hmm. you're looking for something for somebody and it's, you know, a day or two before Christmas, maybe try this on Amazon, even though it's not going to get there in two days because it's the weekend and there's no way they're going to send this to you in two days. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, this is Angry Orange Pet Odor Eliminator. Okay. <laughs> Which Angry Orange, it shows like this little um, it, angry orange emoji with like, you know. Anger lines coming off his head. A picture of TK. I was going to say. (laughs) It's not a picture of Tony, but it might as well be. Okay. Angry orange pet odor eliminator. Um, The first question. How do you use this with the litter box? It depends on the situation. Question number two. (laughs) Oh, my God. Directed for the seller, which this is this is I appreciate because some people are asking questions that are. They want the person who is selling the product to answer it. And mm-hmm. they don't want answers from anybody else. Unfortunately, that did not stop people from answering it. No. Directed okay. for the seller, what are all the ingredients in this product? First answer is, there is no list of ingredients on the bottle. <laughs> I, you didn't, you're not the seller and you didn't have to answer that. Right. Um, will this product harm grass? Hello, I actually have no d- idea about grass. <laughs> it just in general, it's, I mean, uh, you're bringing you back these. What's the, grass? You're bringing back my um, answers to my vinyl question from a few weeks yes, ago. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Uh, next question: Will this deter a cat from climbing a Christmas tree? I don't believe it would. That's but a your great tree would question. smell. Yeah, but your tree would smell wonderful as it came crashing down. <laughs> so I guess no. I mean, um, will this keep dogs from peeing on the floor? I don't have dogs. 
Where is this product made? I do not know. It does not say on the bottle. How long does this product last when applied outdoors? I have not tried it outdoors. Is it an enzymatic cleaner? The word enzymatic does not appear on the bottle. If it deters cats, how can it be used in a litter box? I did not use it in a litter box. Does it work for artificial turf? I have not used it on turf. Does it eliminate cat urine odor? I do not own any cats in my house. Sorry. That, <laughs> I love the apologies. That, yeah, but the last Sorry. one. It's, uh, yeah, well, all of them. <laughs> Why are you answering these questions? But the last one in particular. <laughs> Does it work on cats? I don't have cats. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What? Does this work on hardwood floors? I have not tried it, tried it on hardwood floors. What about on leather-like furniture? I don't have leather-like furniture. So unfortunately, I can't help with that. Frowny face. Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you use to keep a cat? I cannot answer this question as I am not a cat owner. <laughs> I don't understand the question. I don't either. <laughs> skunk removal question mark? I'm guessing you're wanting to get rid of skunk odor. I don't know if it will repel skunks or not. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone tried this in a carpet cleaner? Haven't tried. Sorry. I This that was in the first four pages of 22 pages of questions. I believe it. I just I had to I give up it. because I was like, this is insane. This compulsion to answer the questions when you don't have the answer is. I, is there some sort of incentive for answering no matter what the answer is or how helpful the answer is? I don't think so. I, I've never answered a question sense. on Amazon. I, it's. I haven't either, but I have asked, as you know, from yes. the couple weeks and, ago and gotten and got zero good suitably, responses. Yes, yeah, suitably ridiculous answers similar yes. to this. That's what yeah. made me want to go back and yeah. read these because I'm like, it's ridiculous. This is, this is a plethora. This is a treasure trove of insanity. Of, now, some of the questions, even though they're not helpful, do make me laugh. Like the guy who said, well, I don't think so, but your tree will smell good on the way down. Yeah, which I mean, that's. That's he's being funny. That person might trying be, to be funny. ripping on the question, the initial question, yes. which I can I can appreciate. Yes. What do you use to keep a cat? That I don't understand. <laughs> There's no question mark or nothing. There's no punctuation. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So. Once again. Amazon is a great place for crazy people. It's a treasure. Um, it's a treasure to, trove. It's a treasure trove of insanity. Uh -huh. So. Um, if you're being, if you're feeling bored over the holidays, um, go just look up random Amazon reviews or questions because it won't take you long to stumble across something that is, uh, just inexplicable and unintentionally funny. No, it will not. <laughs> so do you have anything else before we get out of here for, uh, Christmas? No, that'll do it. That'll do it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Lighting by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Speaking of making a list and checking it twice, I was sitting at my desk and I grab a pencil, you know, to start making the list of all the people I'm getting gifts for this holiday season. And I put the pencil to paper, I start to write, and here the pencil's broken. 
so I guess that was pointless. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.